welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with Michelle and Sarah. Thursday, Thursday. Thursdays are the best days because these are our quest days. I'm going to make that into a song. This is very good. (laughs) (laughs) But we are so glad that you're here. If you don't remember, well, we are talking about your quest. And if you don't know what that is, then go listen to episode 48. It will catch up real quick. And we are also talking about covenants. And today we're kind of, well, we're, we're making a case for covenants before, because before we dive into like what the covenants are and why we're spending so much time on this, this season, uh, we wanted to really let you know that this is for you. And so we're excited about it. If we can get ourselves to like really believe in this whole idea of covenants, then we are setting ourselves up for total success in this area. We really want to deepen our understanding of covenants, but let's deepen just the excitement of what happens when we obey our covenants. How are we changed when we obey our covenants? And oh yeah, we got episodes coming up about the Abrahamic covenant and baptismal covenants and the sacrament. so excited. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, we're not ready for the Abrahamic one yet. We are still studying up on that one. So (laughs) we're going to bring some clarity there. But I really think if we can all jump on like, I'd call it like the belief train. Can we jump on the belief train with covenants? Then so much more can happen in our lives because we are already believing what the Lord has said will come into our lives. So let's dive in. All about covenants, Michelle. Yeah. And we are supposed to be covenant women, right? There is a very good talk about that. What does that mean to be a covenant woman and why do we need to do it? And so we have made a list of things that you're probably dealing with right now. Okay. So I want to go through the list really quickly and then we'll go through each of them and just see, I don't know, maybe, maybe covenants can help you. I don't know, but raise um, your hand if this like... (laughs) applies to you. I don't care if you're at the gym or if you're on the carpet playing with your kids or if you are road tripping, raise your hand if this is something you are experiencing. Okay, you ready? I want to see your hand raised. All right. Do you fear or have really concerns about the safety of your family or your loved ones or your friends or anyone? Is that you? Do you feel nervous about their safety? Okay. Um, do you sometimes feel like you've Maybe you've sinned too much or you've made too many mistakes or you've gone too far. Okay. Maybe you're really nervous about this time that we live in, right? It seems a little bit dark. There's a lot of crazy things happening. Um, do you feel nervous about raising your kids in this time or, or your nieces and nephews or your grandkids? Do you feel nervous about right now? Um, and the next one, do you feel insignificant? Like you're not enough, like you don't have what it takes And maybe you just feel like a little bit nervous that you're not becoming like Christ. Like you're, it's too far. The gap's too big. You'll never be like Christ. Like we're supposed to, are you guys raising your hand? I just have two more. Okay. Ready? Um, (laughs) 
the next one, do you ever feel nervous about having what it takes to fulfill your quest or live up to your quest? Actually, that's just the last one because <laughs> it is all the same thing. But do you just feel not enough or that you'll never be able to accomplish what you've been asked to accomplish? I'm guessing because you're a normal person that you raise your hand to at least one or all of these, right? Because we do live in a crazy time and we're being asked to do some big things and we're asked to be stand up and do big things, but that also can make us feel like, ugh, like that's a little bit scary. Um, I'm looking at what God's calling me to do. Do I have what it takes? Can I be enough like Christ that I can accomplish this goal? Um, we are, my husband and I just got asked to be Moz and Paws for next year's trek, and we're going to Wyoming, and it's like 10 months away, right? <laughs> But um, we got, we just barely got asked. And I've been thinking a lot about this because we had a fireside last night, just kind of getting us ready. And I'm like, this is a big deal. We live in California. We're going to be driving to Wyoming and we're taking these kids and I'm going to be in charge of these 10 kids. And I know there's people out there who have done this and you're like, you're going to be fine. But um, I've just been thinking about like, Am I going to physically, spiritually, and emotionally have what it takes to take these 10 kids for three days uh, and push them to their limits? Like, do I have what it takes? So I've been, so do I have what it takes? I don't know. Can covenants help me, Sarah? Oh, oh my <laughs> word. The things that we've been studying has helped us really realize that covenants are just loaded with power and they cover all the bases. I mean, that is why we are podcasting today is they cover all of these bases. I am not kidding. The covenants you've made in the temple, um, the covenants that have been made to the land America and to the covenant people um, in the scriptures and the covenants that your wonderful kids and you as converts have made at baptism, they cover all of these bases. And I, I feel like this incredible listenership that we've had with, is that a word? Listenership? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fancy, fancy. <laughs> oh, um, <no. laughs> yeah, um, has really followed me personally a lot as I have watched my father decline from Alzheimer's. And I was able to spend just a short amount of time in Utah this summer. And without going into like the weepy, weepy details, I just wanted to share one moment that was particularly impactful to me. Um, my, my father is deep enough into Alzheimer's that um, he doesn't know who I am when I go to visit, but he is awake and he is pleasant and happy. And I went to go see him on a number of occasions during this short time in Utah. And one of the times I was sitting with him, I had this rare experience that I pray that every single person listening can have with a parent or with a mentor um, or with a sibling or whoever you may be faced with um, before they pass away, the chance to hold their hand and to thank them for the impact that they have had in your life. And it was just one of the most sacred of experiences that I have ever had. Um, but it does put into perspective, what are you going to thank someone for? that has had an incredible impact on your life. And I really was able to narrow it down to three things, three things that I was able to look my sweet dad in the eye and thank him for. One, I thanked him for teaching me music. Music has forever changed my life. Band Geeks Unite, 
you know me, I was able to thank him for that sacred impact in my life. And second, I was able to thank him for teaching me about Jesus. And I felt like a little six-year-old girl saying that to him, thank you for teaching me about Jesus and making that eye contact with him. And in, of course, this is going to be a little bit sensitive, but in thinking about that, I also had to thank him for teaching me and honoring his covenants because of the incredible power that that man has brought into generations. So music, teaching me about Jesus, and honoring and teaching me about covenants have really brought something beautiful into my life on what what is my legacy? What is your legacy as a woman and as a woman of faith and as a covenant woman? Wow, what do those covenants bring into our lives? And why is that something that as children, um, we are so grateful for? And that is where we have come up with these topics of things that we feel so burdened by. These are things Michelle and I have experienced day in and day out as women, as covenant women. And why is it that covenants are the answer? Well, we are going to pair them up with, with some incredible words that have been spoken by our leaders, both men and women alike, on how we are able to receive power from covenants regarding all of those different things that we may feel burdened by. Sarah, that is beautiful. And wish we are actually in the same time zone, but we're not in the same place, but I wish we could, I could give you a hug and also hug your dad. That is the very best. And, and covenants, uh, what your dad has passed on. And you know, that is power and strength to overcome these problems that I just listed. And so let's dive into those answers, right? So the first one we talked about is, um, the safety of our loved ones. And I, and this can be the safety of like spiritual safety or physical safety. I just, you know, we're sending our kids back to school. Um, are our kids going to be safe and protected? And also, um, just like emotionally, there's just so much, (laughs) I guess you can tell, I just sent my kids off to school today. Right. I'm like, are they going to make it? (laughs) Um, but, but Bonnie, Bonnie D. Parkins, she says, covenants ke- can keep us and those we love spiritually safe and spiritually prepared by putting first things first. And as I was <laughs> standing with my kids today and saying a prayer for them and with them as they left the house, uh, this is a really great quote for me because covenants can keep us and those we love spiritually safe and spiritually prepared by putting first things first. And as I was praying with my kids and there is because, because I'm a covenant keeping woman, right? I have, I have the ability to pray over my kids and have angels guard them. I do. The scriptures say that, that, that we can call angels down to protect our kids. And I have had, um, experiences with that. I know that my kids were protected by angels at school without doubt and I can do that. I can have that co- those covenants of peace with me because of my covenants. And I think that's where the strength is, right? With covenants is that I can have peace knowing that my kids are up at school and in kind of a crazy world right now, and they can be protected and kept safe. I love this. I love this, Michelle. And I re- I've remembered some of those experiences you've had with your kids at school that 
have been super scary. And what I want to relate to our listeners is, is not to underestimate this um, in the sense there is nothing worse than being put in a scary situation and you're feeling being, I'm not worthy of help, love, or protection here. Of being so desperate for help or healing and saying, oh man, I'm like, I've missed the boat on adding that protection to my family. That's not where we want to be in those times of crisis. And ironically enough, I had what now is kind of a humorous story happen on my mission. I served a mission in Detroit and I was serving right on eight mile on that area on eight mile. If you've ever heard of that area, it is, it is a scary area. My poor mother, I think now back when I got my call, my <laughs> poor mother. Oh my word. But I did have an experience in which I was with my companion. And we were never supposed to tract in the street in our like blazers, because back then we had to wear blazers of some kind. Okay. And we were not allowed to tract in the street because you looked like, um, like officials, like either government officials or law enforcement or something like that. They just never wanted anyone on the street to think you were associated with a government or legal entity. So that was one of the rules. Well, we had been to some sort of a, like a district training meeting or something like that. And we had like a two hour block. And so we decided to leave and go tracked. And when you go to those district meetings, you are required to wear your blazers. So we were in our blazers and we were then in a street situation where we were tracting. And sure enough, we had not obeyed the mission rule and we witnessed a drug deal, like plain, plain as day happening. Okay, this was quite normal actually, but we had witnessed this drug deal happen and the guy who had passed off the drugs and received the money made eye contact with us and ran towards us, not away, ran towards us. And it absolutely freaked us out. And I'm not going to go into a ton of details on what happened in that situation. We are fine. We are here. We both survived. <laughs> but there were some really tense moments involving a weapon in that moment. And my first thought was first, like repenting on the spot for being in my stupid blazer. <laughs> it was our own dang fault that we had triggered something we shouldn't have. And second, did I feel like I was worthy of the protection of the Lord in that moment from my obedience to the things that I knew to be true? So it was the situation in which like it was a critical moment in which I didn't have time to do much other than say, can I please have the protection that I needed? And that the feeling that you want to have is I am connected to the Lord through this experience. And I, I believe the Lord I'm on the belief train here with my covenants. I know that he has promised me safety. I know that he has promised protection over my kids. I want to be on the belief train as I say, yes, yes, yes. I know that there's power in those covenants. You don't want to have those moments of doubt. And so we challenge you, Michelle and I challenge you, as you are dealing with the safety of your loved ones, jump on that belief train that there is safety. Even if they have made other choices outside of the church, there is safety there. There is so much power that is held in a covenant woman who has decided to live up to her covenants. And man, if you only needed one reason to, to jump on the, the belief train and, and to be part of your covenant keeping life, then it can be the safety of our loved ones. Okay. I will calm down now. I will. <laughs> it was so good. 
Well, because I think it, it leads to the next question that we have, like, have I gone too far? Have I sinned too much? Am I not enough? And the reality is, is you were there and there was a weapon involved and there was drugs involved, Sarah. This is <laughs> oh, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> Um, but you were still protected and, and we can always reach out and call upon Christ and, and ask for his help. Um, we make him much more accessible when we have our covenants and are keeping them. Uh, elder Holland says, if you have made covenants, keep them. If you haven't made them, make them. If you have made them and broken them, repent and repair them. It is never too late. So long as the master of the vineyard says there's time and there's time. But if you're listening to the prophets, they're saying there's not much left. <laughs> <laughs> Just chuckle about it because that's kind of pertinent. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He's like, you're running out of time. <laughs> but we, and it's just the truth. So we want to, I guess when we're talking about this, we really just want it to be like, hey, can you recommit to the covenants that you've already made? Can we recommit? Because we're all there, right? We all have, you know, strayed and we're all trying to get back. There's still time, but we need to decide. Like we need to, we need to decide that this is, this is the train we want to be on, right? right. <laughs> we did not plan for the train theme. I don't know. Yeah. It works. <laughs> and I, and I would challenge you as we've challenged you before, um, set the example with your kids even if you do feel like you have sinned too much or gone too far, set the example for those in your circle that you are still going to recommit and test the Lord as he has promised you that you have not gone too far and that you have not sinned too much. What a great example you are setting. Dive in and make it happen. Okay. All right. We are recommitting again. Here is, um, Elder Ronald A. Rasband's response to us feeling like, oh, it is scary to try and be a woman in these times and to try and raise kids and to try and question these times. It is scary. Well, here is Elder Rasband. Take heart, brothers and sisters. Yes, we live in perilous times, but as we stay on the covenant path, we need not fear. And I love the, the um, hymn, Come, Come Ye Saints, how it always ends. Um, all is well, all is right. And sometimes it says all is well, all is well. Okay. Um, that is kind of a theme. My maiden name is Madsen in the Madsen home. All is well, all is well. And it is also the last three words in Harry Potter seven. So two witnesses, people, <laughs> two witnesses, <laughs> but there really is a shift in perspective when covenants like, um, sister Parkins said, it will help you put first things first. And when things get really rotten outside and really scary and we're scared of our loved ones and we feel like we're not worthy because we've sinned too much and then we're scared of our times, what she's saying is first things will, be, will come first and we will, real, we will realize we don't need to fear because in the grand scheme, all is well. All is well as covenant keepers. And now a short break for a word about our sponsor. Look, if you have kids, listen up. Trying to find ways to balance all of life's expectations and still find time to teach our kids in the home is wicked tough. I get it, I've got four kids of my own. 
Well, I have found a service to make this easy for you. It's a game changer, people. Come Follow Me FHE will take out all of the guesswork when implementing home-centered teaching with the Come Follow Me program. So Christians and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints can have weekly access to lesson bundles that align exactly with the New Testament study for this year. The lessons are geared towards primary age kids and aim to make gospel learning purposeful, engaging, and dare I say, joyful and fun in your home. So serious, it is five bucks a month, people. Five bucks a month for all of this plan for you. Follow Come Follow Me FHE on Instagram at Come Follow Me FHE to catch weekly coaching on the materials. So just for us Women With Fire listeners, woo! We are offering you a free month to come follow me FHE. Use code WOMENWITHFIRE and it's good through the end of October 2019. All right, back to the podcast. I was speaking to a youth conference and I was asking my nieces who are like in high school and junior high and stuff. And I was like, so tell me like, what is it? Like, what are you guys dealing with right now? And she's like, you know what? We're kind of really sick of everyone, like all the leaders and every, and our parents telling us that this is like the worst time to live. <laughs> oh my and word. She's like, she's like, Hey, we, this, this is all we've known. And I get it. Like we have known, like we've seen the progression of darkness, right. From for 35 years ish. Right. And so we see it as their leaders and their teachers. And we're like, yeah, things are going, things are going downhill real fast. <laughs> but then you have these young women and young men who are, they are here and this is their life and they haven't seen the progression of darkness and this is just them. But I know that they've been prepared for this. And one of the cool things is, um, as I was speaking to this youth conference, they had just come from the temple. They'd just been in the Manti temple and they had done over 300 names, over 300 names, a small group of kids. And I was like, you know what? The whole, the feeling to me was they're going to be fine because they are partaking of the covenants that they can and in the temple when they can. And that's, that's how we're going to fight this. And if, if you look and see the darkness is getting darker, but the light is getting lighter, right? We have more temples than ever, more access to get our kids in the temple that I, I believe that this is really one of the reasons why the age change with the um, priesthood and the young women happened is to get them in the temple earlier. And think, and um, some of the temple presidents have talked about how much more temple work is being done because families can be in the temple together earlier. And I, this is, this is the reason if, if we want our kids to be protected with that light around them, then we have to get them to the temple and the Lord's giving us ways to do that by temples everywhere. Oh, I love it. And I love that reminder that like the youth are going to temple, going to the temples and doing hundreds of names. And like, um, I've got some nieces and nephews that are old enough to go that are going before school, before school. Like this was not a thing when I was growing up, that was not my youth. And so, man, you can either search for the incredible light that has brought into, been brought into this world, or we can certainly focus on the darkness that continue to bug those teenagers. But there is so much light. They're going to the temple before school. What is happening? This is so great. This is so great. And they have set an example for us about our next little topic. How many of us are feeling insignificant and we're not feeling like enough? Okay. 
everybody's hand is raised. I get it. I get it. But not only are these youth setting this incredible example that they're like, look, this is where we live. So we're going to go to places where we can be strong, like the temple, like they get it. So let's let Brad Wilcox give us a little bit of perspective here. He says, when we think we are too insignificant to do anything worthwhile, it helps to remember that all who have ever succeeded felt the same way early on. They didn't let insecurity stop them and neither should we. That's our challenge. Do it brave. Do it scared. It doesn't matter. You can be scared, but you got to get out there and make it happen. You are enough. You are enough. And that is the, that's a really reality. Like one of the first things that we said about the quest is that if you are called, then you're ready to start. Now you're not always going to know you're not always going to feel like you know everything and you're going to have all the tools, but that's not the point. The whole point of the quest is to learn and to grow and to gain those tools as you go. And so there's another um, quote by Brad Wilcox that I wanted to um, read. Brad Wilcox says, as we come in to consecrate ourselves, we learn to love what God loves and invite more of his power into his, into our lives. And that's the whole point is as we're trying to become more like Christ is what that does, it allows more of his power to be in us. And so do you see the correlation between a quest is that when we feel insecure and we're at the bottom of the mountain and we're not, we're looking up and we're saying, are you kidding me? I'm going to have to overcome and walk all the way up that, (laughs) Um, that God says, Hey, listen, I'm giving you a vision of what you can become. Now let me walk with you and help you become what you're supposed to become. And that is the power of the quest. It's the power of the covenants with your quest. And I love it so much. All right. So the next one is kind of correlates with it. It doesn't kind of, it totally does. Um, But the next ones are talk about your quest and do I have what it takes to like actually do this quest? And am I living up to what, you know, what I promised to do? That's that's the, those are the, those are really, really important and kind of tricky questions. So let's give you a quote by Sister Nelson. So this is Sister Nelson, Wendy Watson Nelson. She says, making covenants with God calls forth the divine within us and keeping our covenants with God allows him to pour his divine power into us. I want that. I want that. And looking back, um, I have thought a lot about, we use this word power a lot with covenants. Okay. Power, 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 power. Um, what does that mean? What does that mean in, in my life? And I think back on a blessing I just had about a week and a half ago from Greg. Greg gave all the kids blessings before school. I think that's fairly traditional, but then I requested to have a blessing as well. And as you know, with any kind of a move or a shift or something like that, you just kind of need that boost and that reminder. Um, You just feel like a little small person in the world sometimes when those changes happen. And it was so interesting because um, he gave me a blessing and said something along the lines of, as you strive um, to refine your identity, right? He gave me two suggestions. And he said, first was to study the lives of the prophets in the scriptures, as well as our modern day. And I've read Elder Nelson's biography. We're on the second round now. I'm searching for more answers there. Um, thought that was a really interesting way for me to gain identity was by studying the patterns in the lives of the prophets. Um, and then second um, was to recognize and vocalize 
Okay. How cool is that? To recognize and vocalize the power your covenants have given you. And this is interesting because this is prior to us deciding that we were going to totally focus only on covenants for season six. So the Lord's hand um, is in this orchestration of how covenants change, change us and transform us. So as I look back, here are just a couple of thoughts. Look back in your life and see if you have experienced power in a way that we may not recognize. I feel like I have been given power um, as I look back to let go. Let go of things that I could hold on and dig my heels in and be a snot about and just make part of my everyday existence and grow to anger. I've been able to let go. Second, he has allowed me to live um, in a mentality of abundance versus being stingy. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean financially. That can simply mean your knowledge and your gifts that um, instead of being tight hearted about things that you want to give more and that you want to offer more and teach more, I feel like mine's been in the realm of teaching. Um, but I think the most powerful thing um, that has come into my life is for God allowing me to try to better see others as God sees them whether it's been siblings, whether it's been um, Michelle, whether it's been, whether it's been people that I have taught, um, whether it has been my children, how would the world change if we were endowed with power to see others as God sees them? How would the world change? It would change overnight, people. It would change overnight. And I can see the adversary pushing against this exact power by screaming the word acceptance, 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 and making that a word that we no longer know what it is defined at. And so I just want you to think about this. I'm not going to give answers here, but think back, like what does power to see others as God sees them? What does acceptance mean in God's day? Um, what kind of power have you been given because of your covenants? I think it's a lot easier to look at when looking back than it is in the moment. But what I want is what Wendy Watson Nelson promised. She promised that he will pour his divine power into us. And I love being able to see that. We, and we need it and we need it. And we, like you said, we talk a lot about being endowed with power. It's like what, um, Elder Covey said that we are like fish who discover water last. And I think that we've had the protection. Most of us have had the protection of covenants for our whole lives. And we don't realize the peace that we have, um, when there's turmoil or when there's uh, trouble arise you know, we might get worked up in the moment, but we can all come back down and we can all have peace even in the uncertainty. We can have peace even when there's chaos around us and we can have the assurance that we will be protected no matter what and that our view is extended. I think that's kind of what you're, like what you were saying, Sarah, is that we can look beyond the, the view of our small moment and see something greater. And that's what I feel like the power of covenants has done and is doing. And I'm not perfect at it, <laughs> but man, oh man, we are trying. And, and that's also the power of covenants lead us back to the power of the savior and his atonement. And that's, that's really what it's all about. And that's also how we get those covenants. It's, it's by the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And and it's a striving and it's a quest. It's not going to happen just today, but it's every day. And 
we don't have to be perfect at it. And that's actually the beauty of it. It is the beauty. It is the, the human experience for sure. Um, we, we are going to close here with our last little topic. Um, and we're going to let President Nelson, the man himself, respond to this one. When you feel like I am not living up to my quest. I know we talk a lot in this podcast about um, your divine potential and this incredible life that is ahead and the quests that have been prepared for you. And sometimes you're like... I just am not living up to it. Like I'm missing out, right? FOMO, the fear of missing out. You're, you're experiencing serious FOMO. So President Nelson um, gives you a promise. He says, and this is straight from a prophet of God. He says, I promise that as you keep God's commandments, as you live by his laws, covenants, you will become increasingly free. This freedom will unveil to you your divine nature and allow you to prosper personally. This is incredibly powerful to me because it really wraps everything into one with covenants. I personally have personal challenges um, that can range everything from temporal needs to extreme spiritual needs. And a prophet of God is promising that we will have our divine nature unveiled to us and we will also be able to prosper personally in those areas that we are struggling with. And just like Michelle just quoted Covey, insane we we are sort of the last to realize the day-to-day -day power that is flowing through our homes and flowing through our hands as we are nurturing and helping others that we often are missing the boat this way and so i love that president nelson has brought into our attention that although covenants are the same across the board sacrament temple baptism, Abrahamic covenant, that there is such a personal experience attached and that these covenants are all reaching and can uplift any individual and any family. And so that is our challenge to you as you go through the next season with us in season six, as you study your covenants, I would encourage you to have covenants be your instinctive thought when things get hard or when things are confusing to you. If you see something online and you're just really unsure if this resonates with you or it seems contradictory or it just doesn't settle with you, go into your mind and say, how can my covenants help me here? What perspective can my covenants give me here? Try and refer to those covenants in times of challenge or confusion. And let's see what we learn over the next season to see if there really is a power that is lying there that can be accessed in the day-to-day -to, -day to change our families. We know that there is, and we're excited to put it to the test. So thank you so much for joining us on the Women With Fire podcast. We love our questers. We love you guys. This has been such an incredible journey. So we are dying to hear from you, and we wanna hear from you personally. So if you can DM us on Instagram, we want to hear about how you feel covenants answer your day-to-day -day challenges. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We will respond. We are just trying to gather as much info as we can and experiences that we can about you and your experience with covenants in the day-to-day. -day. So find us on Instagram at the Women With Fire. Send us a DM. We want to hear all about it. You are awesome. We need you in this incredible world and we love you. Thanks for joining us. You guys that was a great episode right well do you want a little bit more or a lot more well we have it for you 
head over to thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus, and you're going to find two bonus episodes that you can download that can literally get your soul on fire right now. So Sarah and I get asked to speak at places a lot, and we have two most requested topics, and we are tackling them and giving them right to your inbox. So Sarah's topic is Satan is at the Y, not at BYU, my friends. It is at the Y, and she dives in uh, and tells you how to get over the questions. Then you can pop over and listen to Michelle talk about like the thing she's most fabulous at talking about, and that is God is speaking. Do you hear him? If you feel like revelation is sort of a tripping point for you, she has got some incredible ways that you can better hear the Lord in your everyday life. So these are bonus episodes. You can jump on right now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Download them right now, and there is more for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us at the Women With Fire podcast.